This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Got there. <laughs> that house sounded stressful. I could, <laughs> could just through the audio. There was another kid there, so it was getting hit. But we got there. That that commitment from the parent, I'd have given up, but it was worth it. Excellent work from uh, Sanai. So she's attached a lovely picture of the child who she says is a devil who gets so upset sometimes, especially at the beginning of lockdown. She literally starts spitting fire everywhere. I thought that was an excellent um, attempt. I admired the lack of kind of quitting on it when it was clearly going badly. Exactly. Just keep ploughing on. That's the message of that one. Other people would have just just trimmed that voice memo to the bit that worked, but it was nice to see the creative process. Exactly. But that's not the kind of people this podcast is for. Those little fakes and phonies that put their awful, (laughs) you know, like Mickey Mouse shaped pancakes out. Oh, just did this for the kids this morning. You don't put the picture of them not eating it at all and just licking honey off a spoon. Um, I've basically just uh, repeated my morning. Um, <laughs> How are you, Rob? <laughs> yeah, good. Not too bad, actually. I'm very excited for today. We're doing this Saturday morning because we normally do this on a Monday, but um, I've got a work Monday. I'm filming on Monday. So we're doing it Saturday morning, but very excited because our kids are going to meet for the first time. Yeah, nerve-wracking time. We're, we're doing we're doing what's known in the trade as a play date, which I don't think existed when we were kids, did it? No, no. I think growing up, it was just like, for me, it was just different family members turned up and my, my mum and dad and friend just sat in the front room and we were just allowed to roam. It wasn't yeah. really a play date. It was just that we existed in the house with them. Have you done any, I've not done yet any ones where it's the children that are friends and so the adults are the strangers that come together. See, that is something I fully avoided throughout preschool. I yeah. just said to Lou, you deal with that. Because I'm not getting involved because I don't want to tell 15 people what Jimmy Carr's like. So you deal with that. But 
they're going to school. And I said, when they start from school, it's completely 50-50 with birthdays and things like that. So I, I swerved it. But from the ages of five, you've got to be involved in, in that kind of thing. So I've not had that yet. The, the, the issue is I've done... But has Lou done it? She's done it. She's done all those parties. And they were fine. But I normally I was mm. working. I normally work weekends. But yeah. the issue here is, Josh, I'm, you know, I've, I've done a lot of play dates in my time. I'm sure you have as well. But I want to be second kid now. There's a, there's a lot at play here. The issues are, one, our children don't get on. That could be a problem. They just don't like each other and fight. The other issue could be my kid or your kid could be quite badly behaved and neither of us pick up on it properly. And then the other parent get annoyed and then you slag me off on the way home yeah. through the Blackwall Tunnel. That's another option. Or on a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, it's actually quite precarious. But I think we're honest enough to talk about it rather than just... Because we can't avoid another play date because the of this The thing podcast. is, Rob, whatever happens, it's content. That's the way we've got to view it. <laughs> yeah. Anything today is tax deductible. That's the main the way oh. I'm viewing it. <gasps> yeah, I bought some pizzas. I could, I could, I could claim that back. <laughs> you could claim that back, mate. So, how are you feeling? How's your daughter with new people? So she's excellent at nursery. She's full of confidence at nursery, mm. but she's absolutely terrible with strangers. Yes. Um. So I think she's going to just stick to Rose. Sit on your lap for an hour. Yeah. That's classic. Sit on your lap for an hour and you're just thinking like, you're all going like, yeah, but she's normally fun. Don't worry. She's fine normally. <laughs> she's a great laugh. She's really good fun. And then just sit on lap. When you're in your head, you're going, get off my lap and do something. You look, come on, you're, this is pathetic. Come on. Well, we, we had this, the first kiddie kicks back. So obviously kiddie kicks like the Premier League, had a COVID-related break. But now um, Project Restart has meant that Kiddy Kicks is back. Ah, it's back. But your Kiddy Kicks in East London, is it like hipster Kiddy Kicks or is it East London Kiddy, kiddy Kicks? What what vibe is it? Bit of both? Um, it's a bit of both. A couple of it's... St. Pauli kits, a couple of Hamburg <laughs> kits, and then like full Chelsea. With there Chelsea is, a full, one there on is a full Chelsea kit. There's always a full Chelsea kit and an over-eager dad with a Chelsea badge tattooed on his calf at every <laughs> kiddie kick, and he ruins it for everyone. Get stuck in Sienna! Do her, Sienna! Do her! Come on! <laughs> Last week, there was two parents just kicking a ball to each other. Oh. And, I was just, and I was like, where's their kid? And then I looked and their kid was hid behind a tree about 50 yards away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got kiddie kicks and then you're coming round. Well, no... I, I think we're going to forgo Kitty Kicks today because ah, um, we don't want to put too big pressure. Situation. So the first Kitty Kicks back, yeah. she basically, she didn't want to do it for 35 minutes. And then she kind of, you know, the bit at the end where, you, well, I don't know if they did, did this when you went, but there's like, everyone will line up and then they'll dribble the ball and then they'll score a goal. Yeah. And you basically, she was so reluctant. We had to kind of swing her like a kind of croquet mallet to score the... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With her predators on, crying. Yeah. Uh, so she she didn't enjoy the first kiddie kicks back. Yeah. So I'm I I'd say you she's not great with the unfamiliar. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to double her up. Also, you've got to drive south of the river in your new car. I'm, I'm sure that is. Oh well, I'll is tell that you stressing about. you out? Well, I tell you what happened last time. So we drove on my. Oh, we went to the dentist actually, and that was fine. But then she watched um the iPad or whatever it's called. But anyway, she watched that the whole way home, and then she threw up when she got out of the car. Oh. Oh. Travel sick, first time. The best travel sick I've ever had, because I've got a sliding scale, was um, when the eldest wasn't very uh, well, didn't eat anything all day, but we gave her some Haribo, like she wanted it, Ooh. and it was like a bit of sugar to perk her up, and then she had a bottle of water. So on the way home, she was sick, and it was just sugar water. My car smelled incredible. It was <laughs> Haribo and water. I was like, this is unbelievable. I was actually, it's quite enjoyable. Clear. I, went, I don't even think I need to clear it out. I think she's done us a favourite. It smells great. <laughs> well, it wasn't like that. 
So she threw up a combination of um, Pret mac and cheese and um, watermelon. What? You are breeding a hipster already. What, Pret? Media elite, that's what it is. Give me kiss oh, any Pret. Oh, sorry. What should I have done? Taking her to Greg's? <laughs> I don't know. Also, <laughs> um, oh, you, did, you, you sent a message. I've not seen this done before, Josh, where you said, can you send a message um, of, the, of the girl saying hello to my daughter so she knows who she's going around to see. Is this a new... It's quite a good idea, but I've never thought of it before. It, well, she likes videos of other children. Yeah. So she likes watching that. And I just thought it would kind of plant the seed as to who she was going to see. I felt it was a bit like online dating. <laughs> what if our kids? Yeah, she's chosen one of the two that she likes, Rob. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, um, that she actually wants to be friends with the youngest. So you go over there and play with your, uh, your toys. Um it worked though, they were because they were like excited to see this and oh when yeah, it was, our it was a great out? old message. Um and, they're um, full on, aren't they, Josh? Did you get that from Yeah, do you know what? I um, if anything, I thought the video is actually set her back in terms of confidence already. <laughs> well the but the problem with mine is one, they're genetically related to me, which yeah. is the volume and the annoying uh vibe. But also we've had builders in our house for like since the youngest, so like about four years on and off, we've had builders and someone come because it's like when you get loads of like like you had the house done, they're always coming back for snagging and stuff. And then we've had uh, the garden yeah, done. Yeah, so yeah. we've basically had builders in and out of our house the last four years. So they they've got the confidence of like an apprentice on a building site. It's got all the people coming. Like, hello, you all right? And they're like, hello, mate. How's it going? They're like doing things, you know, like cutting bags of cement over their head, getting them to kick stuff that's already cemented in the ground, all that kind of stuff. So they're very confident in their own yeah. house. They go a bit oh, shy. If we come to your house, they'd be a bit shy and a bit grabbing our leg. But in our own house, they're just so used to people coming and going. But the eldest wasn't like that. It was only once you got them both got a bit older and they're together. Do you think, do you think having two together um, has, has doubled their has confidence? In numbers is not the phrase, but you know. Yeah, whatever. I think so. And I think the, the youngest sort of follows the oldest one's lead. That's what mine are like anyway. But the youngest is actually pretty confident. Where Sometimes they sort of follow the eldest around, but our yeah. one holds her own. Um, oh. So I think she could be the, the worst one. On Friday, we'll obviously we'll update on how it went. Anyone who's got any uh, any stories of uh, playdates gone wrong. Oh, uh, please. Please. That's what we're looking for. Uh, yeah. This is how you would get in touch about that. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff P.O. Box 76748 London E99DW. Also, Josh, people are going mad for the old Instagram. Nearly 4,000 followers. Bloody hell. And up there for you guys is the picture of Josh's boiler. Oh, There's there we go. Also, the pictures. I couldn't remember what they were called. You know, the tiger. Oh, I should update you that the boiler's fixed. Oh, the boiler's fixed. you got hot water. Yeah, and I should update you that the mouse man came and we haven't got an infestation of mice. Oh, it was, just one It was one Patrick. mouse that had got in through the pipe and... Uh, they like to die in a hot area, so he died on top of the. Um... Oh, so he was old age. He just went out. He, yeah. went, he basically took himself off to a to your own personal crematorium. <laughs> exactly. It was. It was actually. It's quite a heartwarming story. Oh, poor little fella. He just went there and died in heat. Yeah, it's lovely in a way, isn't it? Um, yeah. you gonna, what did you do in the mouse? You bury him? Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. My wife dealt with the situation. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. Fed it to the snails. <laughs> um, um, anyway, yeah, so go to, go to Instagram. Go to the Instagram. Uh, it's, it's flying up before we know it. God. It'll be an influencer. Oh, I tell you what. My ultimate dream is we do a Johnson's 
some sort of Johnson's advert on Instagram, like one of them Towie people. Me and yeah. you in a bath together. <laughs> it leaves our skin soft, doesn't it, Josh? Exactly. <laughs> do you know what? If the money was right, I wouldn't say no. Do, do you know what? I'd, I'd rather do that because I think we could back that really. Uh, me and you in a bath. If Johnson's are listening, how much? We've got 4,000 followers. So we're, we're pretty big deals. Um, Joe Rogan's got 10 million. But let's Has not get he? bogged down by numbers. No, maybe we need to bloody well smoke weed with Bernie yeah. Sanders or whatever do he you know does what? for I might smoke weed with Post Malone and chat about masks and see if that helps with <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we should crack on with our guests this yes. week, shouldn't we? She's absolutely brilliant. One of my favourite comedians. Also, uh, she has written a book about the experience of parenting. Yes. So, you know, she knows far more about it than us, although it does sound like the book just details a lot of disasters, which is what we're looking for. This is the amazing Jen Brister. Hello, Jen Brister. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> you sound like, you sound like a right. robot, Jen. You, you... I know. I feel a bit. I feel a bit like a robot. I, I feel like my entire lockdown has been struggling to homeschool my children and doing podcasts. That's what I've been doing. I don't yep. have a job anymore, so this is now what I do. But now you can combine the two into one podcast about homeschooling your children. It's all I know. come together. <laughs> I know the, the serendipity of it all. Oh, um, Jen, can you explain to us and the listeners your your setup at home with your kids and stuff? Yes, I can. I am sharing my home with my uh, ever-patient girlfriend and our two five-year-old twin boys, and it's fun times all around. Oh, five-year-old twin. Sorry, because <laughs> it's actually your life, but I shuddered. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Straight in with the empathy I there. Like, I love it. I did a live version. You know when you read an interview, so I go, oh, no, fucking hell, five, five-year-old twin boys. <laughs> Three dishes having a shocker. That that. But sorry to say it out loud. No, it's all right. I'm living it. I'm, I know it. I feel yeah. it. Um, and how how's it been then? So, have you been in homeschooling with five year olds? Oh God, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I have, and I am shit at it. I am so shit at it. It's just that they don't respect you, your kids. I mean, not your kids, my kids. They don't seem to respect parents when they're homeschooling. I've spoken to a few parents and they're like, oh, fuck it. I gave up after two days. Um, Just trying to teach them stuff because we've got to teach them how to read. Everyone's going, oh, five. You don't have to do anything, mate. Just wait until they're 10. It's like, they can't can't turn up at 10 and go, sorry, mate, still can't read because my parents didn't bother (laughs) homeschooling me when I was five. Um, So you've got to teach them things like phonic, jolly, Phonic. I mean, the jolly bit fucked off a while ago. I tell you, it's just, it's just a horror show. And they don't like. Honestly, if I'm trying to tell them to do anything, they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. And anyway, you smell of poo, and it's like, oh, they love you smell of poo. They, they yeah. love saying do you think, that. Do you think the fact you smell of poo is a problem though, Jen? Maybe that's why you're struggling to homeschool if you didn't smell of poo. <laughs> to be fair, I've seen your stand up, Jen, and there is a routine about you actually smelling of poo. So I think they may be accurate in that. In that. <laughs> well, and whose poo is it? It's not my poo. I'm not like. Just slinging my poo around the house. It's their bloody poo. They are so obsessed with their bumholes at the moment. (laughs) I made the mistake of saying bumhole to them. And Chloe's like, we don't say bumhole. We just say bottom. And I went, it's too late. So bumhole's out. Bumhole's a great word though, isn't it? You forget how funny bumhole is. Could you use that to teach them all the different sounds? And you could say... (laughs) And it'd be a great chance to teach them about the letter O, wouldn't it? You go... (laughs) Oh yeah, because my 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 daughter started school in September, and I'm already I don't understand this phonics thing where you learn the alphabet, like A B C D, but you for anyone that didn't know what it was, uh, that's the English one. Um, I'm working on the Greek, um, but you, you learn all those sounds for A B C, but they're, it's actually abaca. 
Is that right? Well, yeah, but you're, it's also more complicated than that. So you're learning sounds when you like, say you've got I-G-H together, then they have to learn that that, is, that sound is I. Or if there's an O and a, and a W together, that that can be ow. Or, yeah. so, you know, they've got to learn it like that. Or if you, if there's an E at the end, like like actually bumhole is a very good example. Now we've got- <laughs> Let's explore the bumhole let's, class. Let's explore bumhole because there's a magic E at the end of hole. Yeah. So the O is, instead of being an O, becomes an O. So it's not hole, it's, what is it kids? Hole, that's right, it's bumhole. So we're all learning something. We had magic E when I was growing up. Did you used to watch the Look and Read BBC? TV shows at school so it'd be like Badger Girl or Geordie Racer or something no I'm like 10 years older than you so (laughs) (laughs) Badger Girl sounds like a TikTok star (laughs) she just got you know documents the badgers in her garden which is not a euphemism Um, well I struggled with reading uh, spoiler alert um, as a kid and had to go to learning support and um, we used to read the Biff Chip and Kipper Books. My kids are reading those. Yeah. Uh, all I remember was they went, okay, you're going to go for private one on one readings. You know, I struck because I'm dyslexic. So I struggled with the reading. And um, the book was just bigger. <laughs> 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 it wasn't an easier book or specialized. It was just the same book with one person just pointing at the word. <laughs> That's an audition I needed. <laughs> Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Are they taking it in with the homeschooling or not or not at all? Oh, well, we we did. We did sort of persist with it. I think um, just a lot of people like, oh, we didn't bother. But I just had to create some sort of shape for the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Just mm. just waking up every day and going, right, it's just going to be a, a day of chaos. And like I, I needed to go, right, we wake up in the morning, we have breakfast and then we do do like at least a couple of hours. So we have we have kept going with it, but it's been fucking torture. It's like. Yeah, well, I suppose you're not because you, we weren't working as stand ups. It's like you did have you couldn't even blame working from home on it. Oh, you couldn't be like, oh, we can't do it because I've got you know that deadline. Yeah, ex- it's like I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I mean, for the first couple of months, like literally nothing. I mean, a few bits and bobs started to come in, and then I was like, oh, I'm legitimately, I've got to go and have some time in the toilet by myself. You know, just. <laughs> I, but I mean, that literally for the first two months, I said to Chloe, the only time I have on my own is when I'm having a poo, and we should get locks on the doors because they're still coming in. <laughs> oh God, that is awful. And what does your partner do, Jen? Is she working full-time? Well, she started working pretty much full-time after a couple... I think after about two months, she started... A bit of work started to come. She's got her own business. So then oh, I had... The after ch- the baby's in. No, <laughs> two months after lockdown. So. <laughs> two months after lockdown. It was I'm actually... Fine. Honestly, I'm fine. Let me get <laughs> She did. Well, she works from home anyway, so it was all fine. But So oh, I, right. have, I have had the children a lot 
if you see what I mean. I've had yeah. them alone. And are they back at school now, Joe? Well, this is the thing. They they are reception. So reception and, and was it year one and year six were the, the classes that were supposed to go back, but the, their mm. school just didn't open. Oh. They went back. This is, they went back for two and a half hours. <laughs> two and a half hours. <laughs> the week before the summer holidays. And if anything, that was an inconvenience. So I was really hacked off about that. So they're not going to have been to school from sort of the middle of March to when they go back in September. Mm. It's going to be yeah. weird for them. Do you know what? Parents will have this for like, my, my brother was the youngest in his year and my mum just said that forever. Even now, if he like comes in drunk, well, he's the youngest in his year. But I think parents are going to have that thing going, well, they did miss those yeah, four months. Like, yeah. They do anything wrong. Like, you know, what do you so, expect? Uh, they, are, they are the children of COVID. You know? <laughs> Another burglary in a triple murder. But he did have <laughs> four months of school. So it's hard to, you know, come back from that. Even though they're, obviously they're twins, Jan, but are they, how different are they as people like in their reaction to it? Do you t- teach them together or are they kind oh, of? Oh, they're completely different in every, they don't look at, because they're fraternal twins because it was IVF. So, well, obviously it wasn't a natural yeah. uh, conception. Um, and, and if it was um, from a same sex um, couple, Jen, that would be the first question I'd ask, to be honest, when it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would... Just a lot of friction, Rob. Just yeah. a lot of friction. Um... First things first, how did that happen? Um <laughs> keep rubbing till we start a fire. Yeah. No. Um, so, so what's the difference? Because I'm, I'm not, a, I'm a bit um, ignorant to this. So what's the difference from an IVF twins as opposed to sort of a nat- natural twins, as it were? Sorry if that's the wrong terminology. Well, no, it's that... completely, it's completely the, the, the right terminology. If you're having a, a sort of natural conception and you're having sex uh, and you, that's how you conceive. Uh, if you're doing it uh, with IVF, what you do is you have, you spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds oh. and cross your fingers that something fucking happens. Um, but it's, it, you go, it's a clinic and then you're, you, we, we bought, <laughs> we bought sperm from the internet. But you don't actually, you don't physically do that, right? You don't, it doesn't arrive no. like Amazon. You must have get Amazon Prime. You know, you've got to keep it fresh. Do you know what? It's not that different, actually. It really? Isn't. No, no. It, I know, I know you're going, I'll oh, come on, what do you do? What, log on and then just buy some sperm? Yeah. You really? Do. <laughs> really? How much? How um, much is it? Oh, litres of it. No, it is litres. <laughs> it's been a long lockdown. Listen, we needed as much as we could get. No, um... There are lots of different sperm banks and it's depending on which sperm bank you go to. But basically they have an online, I suppose, I want to say magazine. That's not brochure, something. And you can pick. Do they have like star ratings? Trust pilot. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of do. I mean, in as much as you can see how popular that sperm is. I mean, I'd get one off. I'd get one off Checker Trade. So I've got somebody's Andy in the house. <laughs> I've got to try. I've got enough sort of gobby talking people in our family. We need some. Somebody's yeah, but some you, you'd get mixed messages. Really, I've got I've got three off this stoner. The first one was an absolute dream, but the last yeah. two, if I'm honest, are a pair of pricks. Um, so <laughs> it's fifty fifty. What? Um, so what did you know about your sperm? So what you don't get, you have no idea what your donor looks like. So what you will get is information. And again, this really depends on the sperm bank how much the information they get. Right. They give you. So we went to the European sperm bank specifically because you get the most information about the donor. So, right, yeah. And you get sort of information about their parents, sort of uh, health, you know, if there's any, I don't know, like dementia or cancer or anything like that in the family. So I think you go back like the parents and then the grandparents, and then you can, what they look like, what they do for a living, interests, all that sort of stuff. And then you get a photograph of them as a baby. 
so you can kind of get an idea. So, I mean, we were a bit cruel because there was a couple of babies that were completely boss-eyed and we were like, oh, Pilot, come on, <laughs> swerve that. If you're paying for it, you're allowed to choose as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Do you know what I, mean? I mean, the irony is one of ours is boss-eyed now, so that was, <laughs> that was karma. <laughs> Well, there we go. Um, I mean, like you can spend weeks and months deciding and then in the end, it's kind of, I don't know if other people agree with me, but it's kind of moot really because what you want is a baby. Whatever you end up with, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I wish we'd gone for, you know, Jeff. He was of course, yeah. he'd love, he had nicer eyes. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, this is my baby. So, um, yeah, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you how we chose our sperm donor. I think we just went, oh, fuck it, him. You know, yeah. I think it was like that. <laughs> and, and is it sort of, with, is it just some, with IVF, you sometimes, it's more chance of twins. It's not like an option you pick, like twins well, are in the family. Again, uh, it is an option we picked because you can oh. choose. I don't know if you can still do this. I'm not sure. But you Bog can off. put two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can put High level, by level, buy one, get one free. Yeah. Eat out to help out. Well done, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> so that's, a, that's an option, is it? Yeah. I mean, you can... <laughs> well, it depends how many you get, right? So you, you get... You get to, it depends how many embryos you get. So you, once you go through the process of IVF, right, and then you end up with however many embryos you do, and then we went through one round of IVF and it was, uns- no, we'd been through two rounds of IVF and it'd been unsuccessful. And we were like, oh, fuck this, this is costing a fortune. So the, the third round, Chloe's like, I'm going to stick two embryos in. And I was like, Ugh, double, I feel... double dropping. It's up being at a festival. I'm not yeah. feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Come on, flares on in a minute. I'm doing two. And if you and if you just waited an hour, that one would have been yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> We've got two now. And I like gurning your tits. I'm going, oh, I wish I'd just stuck to one. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically what happened. Yeah. Um, oh wow. But it's nice, so they've got like because also you know it's a costly process, and if you wanted um, your, your your kids to have siblings and stuff, at least which we would of... have done it again, we would because we yeah. did want to, so we would have gone through the whole. Pro- well, I say we. I mean, I don't know why I keep saying we. I was like completely not involved. Um, but Chloe would have done gone it through it again. So how, how did you decide to? Sorry, is this is this, is this too much pride? No, no, um, no. I mean, I've written a book about it, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, what's the book called? It's called Let's The Other Mother. It. The other mother. So okay, I talk right. about all of this in the book. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, um, we'll, we'll go into so it too. So people buy the book. Well, no, just who decided who was going to carry? Did you have a conversation? Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we definitely had a conversation about it, and I really was not. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> drift into it, Rob. <laughs> No, we talked about it, and I was not in. I was not not indifferent, but I, I really wasn't bothered. And Chloe made it clear that, she, that that it was really important to her to get pregnant and to to know what that was like right. and everything. And so I was like, well, then that's a decision we've done it, and we don't have to overthink it. So, was there any points in the pregnancy where she thought I've really? misjudged this i oh what probably during the second trimester when she kept fainting yeah oh god because the um i think because having two there was a lot of pressure on whatever position they were in was it was really putting pressure on her lungs so it was it was making it harder for her to sort of catch her breath so there were for like literally three months in the within the pregnancy, she was just fainting. So at that point, she was probably like, "Oh, this was a terrible mistake." But generally, she—that's how she talks. But <laughs> she, she did. She did. But she—I think she really um, genuinely thinks she enjoyed the pregnancy. Aside from that, and I know a lot of women have a have a really awful time during pregnancy. But I think Chloe quite enjoyed it. But it was it, like like any pregnancy. 
I think that that last week or that last two weeks, she was like, get them out now. Yeah. You know? yeah. Get it out. It's like being on holiday, isn't it? You don't want to go home, but once you're at the airport, you're like, I just want to be indoors now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a good time. I want to get in. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Um, and uh, I, I was wanting to ask Jen because my daughter's starting school in uh, September. Okay. And you see a lot of people sort of like, oh my God, it's far too young for them to go. They know they're, they're still babies, but I, I, I don't know how you felt. Did you, was you happy for them to go at five or would you, yeah. would you, you know, or yeah. do you think it was too young? No, but our two are, I guess, sort of the oldest in their year. So they were born in September. Yeah. So like an extra six months makes all the difference at that age. And so some of the kids that were maybe born in like March, April, May, you could see that they had a little bit more anxiety, you know, leaving, you know, their mum or their yeah. dad at the ch- at the school gates. I was going to say the church gates. Jesus Christ. That's my Catholic <laughs> school upbringing just came up to the fore there. And um, over to the nuns. <laughs> <laughs> I love you really, but, 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 but <laughs> mummy deserves a life. Yeah. Um, I've already seen you here, so you realise how much I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I didn't feel like that. And our two were definitely ready. They were, and they mm. were bored at nursery. They kept coming home going, oh, nursery's really boring. So they were ready for school. Yeah. That's not to say that they didn't have a little bit of, you know, anxiety and a little bit of, you know, one of them definitely found it a bit trickier when we when we leave them. But generally they were fine. And I think even the ones that when you leave them, and it is heartbreaking, if, even when it's not your kid, you see a little kid just going, mommy, please don't leave me. It's like, oh my God, you poor thing. You see mums like crying as they leave the school. Do you know that like about 10 minutes later, the kid is like, yeah, A-okay. it's more the parents' own issue than the kids. It's actually really hard as a parent to leave your kid because you do feel a bit of a wrench, even though there's another bit of you that's like, thank fuck for that. <laughs> and also that school time where you think that it's like nine till three or whatever it is. Jesus Christ, that is no time to get anything done. No, no it doesn't feel long enough, does it? That? It's not long enough, especially if your nursery you used to picking them up at like five or six or something. Well, our, their preschool that ours go to only is only nine till three. So we've never had the full day one. And I think going from a six pickup to a three, that it must be brutal. Oh, mate. It just feels like a half day. On Friday, I dropped my daughter at... I was. She was the first there at 8.31. And then... <laughs> To the point where when I was walking up, I was like, oh, no, is it like not open or something today? It was like a ghost town. I've done that, Josh, where we, me and the kids were sitting outside the nursery waiting for it to open because I was like, you, yeah. just go, get out. I've got yeah. shit to do. I can't be in the house with them anymore. Yeah. It's like when the, you know, like when the new iPhones launched, I felt like that person outside the Apple shop with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> camping out overnight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm dreading that kind of drop. Because I was talking to my friend who, and she she was like, I was like, um, oh, I bet it's when they're at school and stuff. And she's like, no, because at nursery, it's full long days and there's no holidays. Yeah. Oh, God, you're yeah. staring. I mean, obviously, you've been staring down the barrel since mid-March. But summer holidays, that's six weeks. That's just unacceptable it's unacceptable exactly and so then you start doing stuff where you go well we've got to stick them in something else now yeah (laughs) we've got to stick them in something what can we do stick them in a play scheme or stick them in a um jim jim crash jim join a gym with a crash jim crash i'll just say it quickly so no one else finds out so don't get booked up but get a jim crash 
They love it. A couple of hours in there. Don't even go to the gym, just have a coffee. <laughs> gym crash? Gym crash? Yeah, the local gym has got a crash. Are they free? In, in grand scheme of things, it's worth it if, you're, if someone takes two children away for two <laughs> I hours. I was going to say, I don't even know why level of taken away as well. <laughs> they being looked, like, looked after like kind of beefcake people that also like work in the gym. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they have to do a spin class, but they seem to like it. <laughs> Absolutely jacked at the end of summer holidays. <laughs> like they've been to prison, all ripped. <laughs> they've been, been ripped at the gym crash. Uh, do you find they gang up on you, Jen? Because my, my, I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old and they gang up on us. And like, you know, sort of can, when they're overexcited, and they just sort of bully us with energy when we're knackered. So how do you find that with two of them at the same age? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Like every day. Yeah. I'm not the most patient of human beings or I, I'm. that's not something that I ever thought I possessed. But I feel like parenthood has really brought that out in me. So I, I, in a way, there's a bit of me that really, obviously, I would have said this pre-lockdown. I mean, it's been four months of it, so I'm over it. But the, their energy, I've really enjoyed, you know, that kind of, um, they're constantly excited about everything and everything is fun and everything is great and everything is new. And I've really enjoyed that. I mean, now I'm like, come on, what? You've never seen a fucking button before. Come on, mate. <laughs> It's, it's just that it, it looks like a marble. It's a button. Yeah. Okay, can we just move on? Um, but I've been really enjoyed that. So, Josh, you've got a daughter, haven't you? I've got one and daughter, yeah, yeah. Rob, you've got a daughter. and, and Two, two uh, daughters, yeah. You've got two daughters. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, obviously, I don't know what daughters are like, but boys are like, you have to kind of run them like dogs. So you've got to take them out and just run them. Just go, run, just go and run. Yeah, and right, yeah. Because if you don't do that, then like bedtime is hell on earth and they just get really yeah. fractious and then they start fighting. And so all all we do is find different ways to take them out somewhere where they can, <laughs> where they can just run around. It's like having a sheepdog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Intelligent, but you've got to tire them out. <laughs> you've got to tire them out, exactly. Um, but I've, I've sort of enjoyed it. But they do, of, co- of course, and they've, they're starting to, and then boys are a little bit, no offence, slower than girls. So they're starting to figure out what they need to do to get what they want. Oh, okay. No, I am. I actually, actually, Jen, I am offended by that. So if you'd like <laughs> to take that back. absolutely not going to retract that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wedded to that opinion. Do you know how difficult it is for us men, Jen, I can only imagine, Josh. I can only imagine. Um, what was it like having... Because I, I just can't comprehend having been through the first year of having a baby, what it would be like to have two there. It was hell. Was it? Yeah, actual hell. Like, what did you... How does it work? I don't understand the logistics of how it's even possible with, like sleeping and bedtime because what are they both in your bedroom and then one's crying is waking up the other and then i just it just seems so unfair jack <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna say josh I, that's how i felt um uh, <laughs> i did a lot of a lot of weeping and say <laughs> why um to be, to be fair actually i don't think they used to wake each other up because they they babies have this very deep sleep cycle don't they and they and they seem to right, figure yeah. out that they're like what i'll do is i'll go into a deep sleep right and then if you if you wake up and then when you go down i'll wake up and then that way oh. we might kill her um you know uh, that's what it felt like so yeah. what would happen is and they didn't really both sleep through the night until they were nearly 3 but that first year i i don't remember that year at all like I would say 2014 to 2016, 17, I don't remember because I just didn't sleep for three years. You must have woken up in 2017 and gone, what the fuck has happened politically to the world? 
what Brex what what's the, what the fuck's going on um genuinely I did feel like everything like people were like oh did you watch that movie I was like nope did you see that tv show I was like nope I mean like literally all I wanted to do was sleep if there was an option of doing anything I'd be like do you know what I'll swerve that and I'll just have a kip I that's all I wanted and if you can imagine oh, I suppose you can imagine because of course you've got little ones but every night we would like just there'd be that point where one of them would wake up and you'd get up and you'd get them down you'd just get them down to sleep you'd be like oh thank fuck for that and then you just crawl into bed and I could go to sleep immediately and you'd just be slipping into the deepest sweetest darkest loveliest like just almost sexual sleep like just being swallowed up and then you just hear ah and then you'd have to crawl out of it it's like oh Oh. this is hell for years oh But I do remember pretty much any time that Chloe and I went, let's just do something. Let's not let our children limit us. Let's <laughs> do something that we normally do, like going out for a meal. Or uh, we stupidly went on holiday to a, a cottage in Dorset, which was not a fucking holiday. Um, anything that we decided to do that was like, let's go out to Pizza Express. And we see people with children, it was always like, absolute fucking hell it was hell yeah. the children the children never we'd buy them food they wouldn't eat it they were chucking crayons they'd crawl on the floor they'd eat the table leg they'd lick they'd lick they'd find food on the floor and lick it off the floor but they wouldn't eat what was on their plate <laughs> they were they, they'd we'd give them a baby chino that would end up all over them oh, yeah, uh, and, and then the whole time like you, you're not eating anything you're, you've not eaten your food and then at the end someone comes along and says that's 42 pounds you're like go fuck yourself mate. You know, this <laughs> day of my life you know and and so all of those experiences were like we will that kind of feeling where you go all of those things that we used to enjoy like weekends away or meals out they've gone are they have they gone forever you know I mean they haven't but at that point we were like oh we've this is we have made a terrible mistake you know this is our lives are shit but obviously (laughs) it doesn't stay like that but when you're in it And also the whole time, and I don't know if you've experienced this, where people like your mates whose children are older or even your parents say things like, enjoy this bit. (laughs) This bit goes, make the most of it when they're this age. And you're like, it doesn't fly by when your day is 22 hours long. All right. It just drags. I remember people, you know, when you like you have a really young baby, there's all these kind of, all you need to do is get to six weeks and stuff like that. Oh, And even that I'd be like, Six weeks? Are you fucking... Are you, that is so far yeah. away. <laughs> I think I could do this for 12 hours. <laughs> weeks? Six weeks? I know. And they say to you, like, so they'll sleep a bit longer at six weeks. Six, by six months, they'll be sleeping through the night. By a year, you'll get your life back to normal. We got to, like, six months and we are like, these bricks are still not yeah. sleeping more than two hours. <laughs> Just uh, my advice is... Uh, it's it's really really shit, and if you get anything that you enjoy out of it, good luck. That's great. Hang, cling on to that. But those yeah. people that go like, oh, could you kill baby Hitler in the day? Probably not. Middle of the night, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Without hesitation. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one point where, like, again, Claire and I are quite good. So, like, when one of us is about to lose it, the other one would always pick it up. But I do remember one time when, like one of them bit her nipples and I was like I'll take over yeah
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So when you wrote the book, Jen, when you were experiencing it, at what point did you just think think you were going to write a book about it? At no point. Chloe was the one. She was like, um, because we would obviously talk about it and then I would say stuff and then I, it would make her laugh. And she'd go, you need to write this stuff down. And, and I was like, I'm not going to. I said, I can't write anything. I'm so tired. So she wanted me to keep a diary, which I would, I've just, I'm not one of those people that keep, I can't see that, don't see the point of it. And also I never want anyone to know what, I, I don't even want to know what I thought six months ago because it's usually grim. Yeah. Also, most of my days are shit. Yeah. I don't remember it. No. I don't have to read it again. I didn't enjoy the day when I was there. I don't want to read it back. <laughs> exactly. I started to write like a like these little articles for Sarah Millican's website, uh, Standard Issue. That's where the book sort of came from. So I'd start writing them. And I'd, I'd, I'd only do like one a month. And then obviously the, the whole parenthood stuff, that just became my entire set. You know, when you're sometimes with material, you really feel like you're writing it. And other times you just feel like you turn up on stage and you just say it. And that's what all of this stuff was. I was just turning up on stage. And because I was so tired, I didn't, Rob's never felt like he's writing it. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, Rob, I don't think... <laughs> I can't imagine you sitting there with your pen and notepad going, hmm, and the next joke. Yeah, I know. I tried that once. It was the worst stand-up I've ever done. It was awful. <laughs> just, just, I just go and speak and hope for the best. That's my that's my life. <laughs> oh, you stiff neck. Well, right, right, it works perfectly. Don't, why, why change it? I do remember that, Jen. I did give you the, the, the best uh, advice I ever gave anyone was your uh, route home to Brighton from South East London. Oh, I mean, that changed my life. I'm not joking, <laughs> actually. I don't know what I'd been doing going straight through London from Brighton. And you were like, you were like, you're the look of incredulity on your face. You're like, what the fuck are you doing that? What you want to do? Get on the M25, go all the way down, join it at the A2, get onto the whatever it is. M23, yeah. yeah. And it shaved, was it 45 minutes off your journey? Honestly, I think I texted you when I went, got home, didn't I? I went, mate, I've got home 45 minutes earlier than usual. I was, this, is, this is a whole new world for me. Je- well, it's a bit London-centric though, but Josh, Jen was driving, right, going from Brighton all the way through Croydon into almost central London and then just doing a right. What? What, to get to South East Yeah, London? rather than A2, M25, straight round. And I told you, you know when you see an open goal, it's unbelievable. I just thought, <laughs> man, this is going straight. I'm going to just deliver one of the greatest <laughs> travel directions of all time. Here. My, was, the only time my dad would have been proud of me. It was point. literally the most classic green room conversation you've <laughs> ever heard. Have you not got a sat-nav? Yeah, that's what my sat-nav was going, that this was the quickest route. Had you marked in your sat-nav, like, points of interest? So you want to see Big Ben and Buckingham Palace on the way. No, Rob's exaggerating. I did not go through central London and then back down again. But I was yeah. going through Edgware Road. Camberwell, New Cross. <laughs> 
yeah. Took in the eye and then all the way back round again. Yeah. <laughs> but now I realised she was doing that so you could leave the house earlier to get away from twin boys. That's what <laughs> it was, was taking me two hours when it only needed to take me an hour and 15 minutes. Anyway, we've learned a lot sorry. and it's yeah, all good. Sorry about that. I just wanted, that just basically brought that up to big myself up. Totally nothing to do with No, I, 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 do you know what? It's, it's, it's great content. Imagine if you're listening to this now and you're going through Campbell on the way to Greenwich, you'll be like, oh my God. I've, I've saved, I've, not only have I listened to 45 minute podcasts, I've saved myself 45 minutes on the journey home. I'm doing myself out of work. This is why I don't have a diary, because it would be this kind of content, all right? <laughs> so when you came to write the book, so did you, are you racking your brains for kind of memories of what it was all like? Or can you just go back there? The main stuff, yeah, I remembered uh, a, a lot of it. And also any stuff that I didn't remember, Chloe was like, oh, what, you don't remember? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's gold. Let me take that down. So I was like writing stuff down. And then once you start writing stuff, it does come back. I'm sure if I had kept a diary, there would have been a load more stuff that I could have written about that would have been funny or would have been... Because the book is basically a comedy memoir. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> you're, not, you're not supposed to read it and go, I've learned so much about parenting from Jen Brister. Um, <laughs> You'll learn nothing. It's just supposed to be funny and supposed to be a companion for people that might, you know, be going through what I'm going through. And also I wrote it because when Chloe was pregnant, I was like, oh, I felt very insecure about being a parent because obviously, you know, I've got no biological connection to my children. And I'm like, I'm literally completely the spare wheel I was like I don't really know what the point of me is in all of this and then after they were born then obviously you have a practical role to play because I don't know how you guys how quickly you connected with your daughters still Um, struggling (laughs) (laughs) Josh I don't believe that I don't believe that can I be honest though oh Jen like you know when they say once you have the baby you just feel something I genuinely felt nothing for yeah. about six months. Obviously, I felt something because they were cute, like you would have a cute baby. But even then, I still don't really feel like a connection like them that on some sort of biological subconscious level. It's more just that over time, this lovely little cute thing's coming to my life that I fell in love with. I, I, there was never an initial boom. There's a thing. It was just, it's just that thing you just love over time. It's a, it's a strange yeah. feeling. But there was never, I never found a, oh, I'm, this is my kid or this this is a big moment it was just sort of the like, best advice I got before having a kid was don't put pressure on yourself to have this kind of Hollywood moment if you yeah. know what I mean yeah. yeah yeah because I think there's so much pressure on you like I remember when my friend was having his kid and his mate said to him you will feel a love like you've never felt before the first moment you see that child and then he kind of ended up like almost beating himself up over the fact yeah. that he hadn't felt this kind of insane moment of no one does they just say it for attention on Facebook I was gonna yeah I was gonna say I think that particularly as the other you know like if you're the dad or like me just the other parent I think it would be I just don't know how you would suddenly just they're like for me they were just two strangers yeah I don't know them I've got no uh, and, and so for me, I was like, oh, well, that's just because there's no biological connection and that's why I'm feeling a little bit detached. Um, but then I felt really, do you know what? I felt re- like my brother was like, oh, no, I felt nothing for like the first, what, like year? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's quite a long time. Um, and he was like, no, you know, I, you feel really protective of your child and you care about them and you don't want anything bad to happen to them. And, you you, you know, he said, but that that feeling that everyone was going on about, like like deep, deep love where you'd like, oh, my God, I love you so much. That He said that took a lot longer to come. Whereas with Chloe, when the boys were born, and again, it, this doesn't always happen for, for, for the mother either. That That's also a myth. But for Chloe, it definitely happened 
for her. Like I could see it, like all the hormones that are produced after a baby is born. She had them like triple, I mean, like, like doubled up. Well, obviously, because it was two of them. Um, so she was, on, she was, she looked like high. Like, like yeah. she was on drugs. But yeah, I think it's, it is different. Like, for, genuinely, the feeling I had when I got given my, my daughter was I felt like I just, I, like, I just started a temp job and the boss had given me her kid. <laughs> and I was like, well, I better do this well because I need this money for rent. That was my feeling. It was more, and I, I've got a thought. Like, you know what I mean? There was no, <laughs> and I did. I've looked after it, you know, looked after it for the last four years. So, you know. But it's like, yeah, like, and I, you grow that for me, the love grew. But at the time, there, there, there wasn't really that emotion. But yeah, how, how was you during the, the, the did you enjoy the, the birth? Was it stressful? Was it, because like, we spoke about it on it before and I found it a very stressful experience, oh. even to obviously, even just to be watching. Well, I mean, I feel like I got away lightly because the twins were, but they were both breech. And so they, the, the hospital just said, absolutely no way can we, no, Even and it, it don't cancel the other breach out, does it? Double breach. Like... <laughs> yeah, they're double breach. So neither of them are breach. That's what a double breach is. Yeah, yeah. It's double no breach. breach. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they were like, you can't have a, a natural birth. Like there wasn't even an option. We had a, a cesarean booked in, and that uh, came with its own weirdness because the cesarean was booked in twenty fifth of September. Then on the twenty fourth of September, when we went to sleep. We knew that at 9.30 on the 25th of September, we were going to have twin boys. And that was weird. That was so weird. Did you so have one, one last chance to get absolutely hammered? <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine watching a cesarean hungover. You wanted to give birth hungover. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right, you'd, you'd rather a pizza be delivered at that stage. <laughs> also, I mean, you've both seen what happens when a baby's born. Do you want to be hungover when all that stuff comes no. out? Oh, well, wow, oh, absolutely not. I, I, I didn't know what a placenta was until I saw one. That was a shock, I tell you. Oh, um, my God. I, I mean, should I... have read the whole book about labour. <laughs> I'll stop you know after what? the, the baby come out. The placenta really is quite... Oh. Yeah. yeah, you're never ready for a placenta. That's what I've always said. I've lived by that. Well, you should never be. The people that are ready for a placenta. You're then, never ready um... for a placenta until you see one. Is that like skydiving? You can't practice it. <laughs> You've just got to experience <laughs> also, it. Also, with a being at school, Jen, as well, how, how do you approach, like, this, obviously, you know, having two mums, essentially, like that going into school and so they ask questions or how, was it something you was concerned about, you know, when you was deciding to have kids or not, like with the same sex parents? <sighs> yeah. Do you know what? That was another worry about the two mums. And, and we live in Brighton and obviously a very sort of deliberate move because what we wanted, it, we wanted our children to be around other parents, same-sex parents. But uh, as it is, <laughs> we're the only same-sex parents uh, that I can see in the whole school. But they, they have asked questions and they've, they've asked about... But because we have got other mates who have got children and they're, they're you know, gay couples, yeah. for our kids, it just feels quite normal and also because all of their peers you know know us and so it's normal for them so no one's kind of gone why do you have two mums and you don't have a dad no no one said that because they're like in their heads for all of these children that we that my kids sort of bob about with they know that some kids have two mums some kids have two dads some kids have a mum and a dad and so they or just or just a mum or just a dad and so they they take it all in their stride and they don't really question any of it and I think no that's a good thing that these kids have that because they, there's no otherness for them. It's all normal, which is lovely. Yeah. 
And I think you can always, like, if anything, like if you're worried about, like, I think sometimes it can always be the ca- the parents' worry projected onto the kids. And like, kids at school will always be picked on about something or something we've brought up about, you know, about even having the wrong bag. I remember getting bullied for having high tech socks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's well, all that, whatever. That, that's oh, fair that's enough, bad I think. though, Rob. That is that bad, is bad, isn't it? You yeah, know, yeah. That, yeah. it was to a different fair, time I, back then. I'd have bullied you for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, so like, whatever it is, they'll find something. And I, and I, from what I've like sort of observed at school gates, it's very much the parents' own worries and concerns that get projected onto the kids. And the kids don't really care. Like um, one of my best mates, Tim's married to in a gay couple. And they're just so just like, oh, and they're like, oh, so Tim Tim and Sid are married, aren't they? They're two husbands and stuff. And it's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, how comes it's like two um, boys and not a boy and a girl? It's like, well, oh, because some boys are boys and girls. Are like, it doesn't really matter. And then they just go, all right, can I have a sandwich? They just yeah, don't care. Exactly. It's just so instantly accepted. Exactly. They, just, they see that uh, as an opportunity to get a sandwich. Sandwich, Rob. They're absolutely <laughs> yeah, playing exactly. it. Also, same-sex parents will be so... By the time they're 18, that'll be just... It'll be normal. It'll be so normal. It'll be so normal. You know what I mean? It, and it kind of... It's like this generation, our kids' generation, because there's so many of us, like, gay couples having children, and they're all about this age now, between two, three, four, and five, that it's not going to be like, ooh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've done the whole conversation about where babies come from and you know, uh, where they came from and how they were born and how it's different. And they, you know, they just sort of take it in their stride. But obviously, as they get older, they're going to have more questions and then I'm just going to send them to a therapist. And I think that's fine. No, no, but I (laughs) I think most people need to go to a therapist anyway. Whoever exactly. your parents are, it's, I think it's a healthy way. Same way as you go, you know, to a chiropractor if you've got a bad back. If you're stressed out, go and see a therapist. It's, oh, a, sens- yeah. it's a sensible way to deal with it. But um, but yeah, also as well, there's the, the bad thing is it's only because it's a visible thing where like there's obvious that they've got two mums. Where there's so many straight couples that have to go the IVF route and they'll have to use donated sperm in order to have kids and stuff. That because it's not visible, like people just assume that oh that was just a natural IVF. They don't ask questions. But when it's visible that it's two women, it's sort of like. Oh, okay, so, and then they sort of ask questions and stuff. But there's so many other children that... Yeah, conceived conceive that way, yeah. Conceived that way, but it's not spoken about or as obvious because because it's same sex, it's sort of is asked about where there's plenty of people that have that um, way they're conceived. Yeah, but you can you can preserve your anonymity, can't you, when you're in a, in a sort of heterosexual relationship. But I, I, I feel I'm not really worried about um, them experiencing any sort of bullying about that, Um but, you know, if it, as and when, if it does happen. But like you said, kids could get bullied about anything. Yeah, just so. get them Nike socks. Just some Nike socks will <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. As you said, one of them's got a bad eye, Jen. That's what you should be yeah. worried about. I right? know, I know. Yeah. It's got, it's poor love. It just keeps swerving all over the place. When I was a kid as well, I had the biggest, fattest nipples you've ever seen, right? To the point where they would just <laughs> dominate my chest through a blazer. <laughs> oh, and I would have swapped them for same-sex parents any day of the week at school. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> You've never seen nipples like it. They've barely recovered. When did you grow into your nipples, Rob? Still going. 48, they reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it was a combination of being overweight, puberty, but they've calmed down a little bit. I've got I'm fully pubed up now and I've lost a little bit of timber. So they they have gone down. So if anyone listening with big fat nips out there, there is the way out. And if you've been a trigger warning for big fat nip people out there. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to put a trigger warning at the front of this yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, maybe they covered some same-sex topic. No, it's about big, fat, nip people. <laughs> if I'd have known they were going to cover such sensitive material, I'd have never they downloaded were, this podcast. I'll tell you what, they weren't as sensitive as they looked like they should be, either. <laughs> I was going to say big nipples. That could have been quite oh. nice. No? Oh, no, 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 they weren't. They were awful, awful. 
Anyway, let's not get bogged down by that. Um, Jen, this has been amazing. Jen, I've got one yeah. one last question. Would you want your children to read your book, and how would you feel if they read the book? How do you th- how do you feel they'd feel about it once they've learned all the different sounds? Obviously, which will be yeah. a year <laughs> or two <laughs> too <laughs> late. <going. laughs> There's lots of magic ease in this, Mum. I think it's mainly a book about me failing as a parent. So I think if, if they read it, they wouldn't be like, oh, mum, why did you say this about me? It'd be like, mum, why would you admit to being this shit at being a parent? <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm not worried about that. And I think there will come a point, particularly with my stand-up, where I will just have to knock it on the head and not really talk about them because it gets to a point where they, if it's going to be embarrassing for them at school or they're going to, you know, I don't, I don't want them to, I don't yeah. want to be using them endlessly but while they're this small also though the thing is though like you've got to use them for stuff do you know what I mean like if they grab go, I've got a problem with this book go have you well get out of this kitchen because that's what it paid for all right you've got a problem <laughs> get out the fridge yeah I know. money somehow <laughs> it was a worldwide pandemic I could work for five months <laughs> And they're like, well, yeah, mum, but why did you have to tell everyone that we used to sniff each other's bum holes in the bath? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I tell you why, because it was funny. All right, yeah. so we only had your sister your so a second book deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Jen, it's been amazing. Thank you so Thanks much. So oh, good. Have a plug it. for your book. Like, where, what's the book again? It's, where called, can we get it? it's called The Other Mother. It's by myself, Jen Brister, and you can buy it wherever you buy a book. Basically, local bookshop. Local bookshop online. Oh, get it on Amazon, quick and cheap. <laughs> fuck them Oh god! Sorry, I'm joking. Sorry, he's not joking. He's so not joking. Okay, don't go to the bookshop that goes. Oh, we're shut between three and five. (laughs) Ring this number. Get in that shop, and we'll earn a living. If you want to earn some money, don't fuck about shutting it and then moaning about Amazon, you lazy (laughs) bastard. But yeah, go to a local bookshop that's open, please, and get that book. The other mother by Jen Brister. (laughs) Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Bye. Jen Brister. I love Jen Brister, Josh. She's so brilliant. Um, and that's... Actually, I'm in love and I'm going to ruin her marriage. <laughs> on my own. <laughs> uh, she's amazing. And um, her book, The Other Mother, uh, is out from all uh, major and unmajor retailers. Mm. Um, Twins blows my mind. I still can't quite... Not the film. Um... <laughs> Just how did they do the prosthetics? <laughs> is he really that much bigger than him? <laughs> um... Twins, it just, I always used to think before I had a kid, I think twins would be great. It's now like something that if I were to think about having twins just before going to sleep, it would be the kind of thing that would keep me up. Well, my my mum's friend had twins and they were identical, so I had to paint like nail varnish on one of their toes to tell which one was which. Oh, wow. When they were really young. Not now, he's like 18. Just (laughs) come here, get your shoe off. Right, have you had lunch? Oh, yeah. Also, as well, be honest with me, Josh. Did I um, undermine the question about the problems facing same-sex couples sending their kids to school by talking about my big fat nips? Or was no, it quite if a anything, good bridge? I, if anything, I think that showed a um, a new and caring light that people haven't seen from you before. Mm, I think yeah. when you see one of the, like, big... Let's call you the behemoths of British showbiz, right? Behemoth of British nipples. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you see them showing that kind of um, that that fragility, it really. I think that's a refreshing listen mm. for everyone at home. I think that's. And I think re- as a performer, I've always hidden behind this sort of strong, powerful, sexy but silent type vibe. Yeah, and it's good for me to open up and show some of my vulnerabilities. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a bit Brando sometimes. I'm a sort of the Marlon Brando of comedy, aren't I? In a way, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I, I do think if you know, 
if our listeners wanted to, you know, anyone who's good at Photoshop wanted to create the image so that we could all put it, see it and put it on the Instagram, I think that would yeah. only help you cope with it more. I mean, I think that's great. And, you know, to those people that will be now Googling an image of Rob Beckett child to Photoshop, big fat nips on it, just, I think you need to be pushing yourself harder at work or getting a hobby because <laughs> that is too much time. And you do not want that in your Google search. You cannot explain your way out of Rob Beckett as a child so I can Photoshop some big fat nips on. I mean, most people don't Google what they're going to do no. with the image. That'd be an awful set. <laughs> My history would have to be set, set on fire if that was the case. <laughs> but, That's what they should do. That should be a new internet law. But whatever you Google, you've got to say why you're doing it. <laughs> Busty, juicy milf. Okay, uh, what am I doing this for? <laughs> that, that would actually bring up the picture of you with the nipples. Anyway, um, so... Um, <laughs> And uh, just one more time, Rob. Could you yeah. just take us through the route from South East London to right. Brighton? Okay, here we go. I'll tell you what, I'm afraid of that. I do use the M6 toll if you want to open this up to the Northern Powerhouse. Right, so so thank you for listening, everyone. Let's... <laughs> Joe, well, you can't put a price on stress. That's what I say about travelling. You can um, actually, you, Les. That, don't get me started on you, Les. I can't drive my we'll fucking diesel. We'll be back on Friday. We'll be back on Friday. And, yeah, and, you're just um, ra- wrapping this up. Well, the fact I, I can't... In two I'm years' time, like, we're going to have to pay you, Les, to drive a Nissan Qashqai to Greenwich. Not on. Sadiq Khan, that is not... I don't want to get into a rant about the... Bye. Cheers, guys. I, we'll, see you, we'll, see you, we'll see you on Friday. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>